Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so... Thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Play ball! It's time for the second game of our radio doubleheader. The third base, that is a fair ball. Manny, an impossible play. Oh, got it! Manny Machado, the inside story on baseball and more. The winning run on second. I mean, who would you want up more than Johnny Trinidad? It's been a magical year for Johnny as he comes into the last game with a 699 average. All right, come on, it's getting dark. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. It's a perfect day for softball here at the stadium. 55,000 on hand for Johnny Trino. Bobblehead day here. I mean, it's a great day for the kids. All fans 16 and under will get one. And can Johnny go for the 700 batting average? Do you ever shut the f*** up? On 1080 The Fan. Welcome to the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you missed the first hour, you can download that on the Les Schwab Tires podcast at 10 or the Odyssey app. And speaking of podcasts, Beers on Us will drop tomorrow at 4 p.m. Make sure you get that wherever you get your podcasts, including 10 and the Odyssey app. Farrah Fowl at the bottom of the hour. In an hour. Yeah, I'm excited to get into that. Year in review. Those are always fun stuff. Um, right now, let's uh, let's start here. Sunday Night Baseball is going to take a page out of the NFL, uh, which I find kind of interesting as NFL is the marketing steamrolling train that just cannot be stopped. And ESPN has decided to try to duplicate that, a la the Manning cast. Now, funny story about the Manning cast, while I was in uh, you know quarantine and isolation, uh, I, I don't watch a ton of NFL, just uh, to be completely transparent. Uh, I check in, I watch highlights, I usually know who's winning, I know who's good, who's not. You know, I work in sports, like I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But it is not my first love. Um, in quarantine, I watched the Manning cast of the Steelers and who'd they play? Roethlisberger's last home game? Oh, uh, Browns? Browns, yes. Uh, I watched that game and I watched the Manning cast. I did not watch the normal. And I was so I was so dire of human interaction that I was absolutely captivated watching the Manning cast. I was like, Oh my God, two people are talking to each other. This is so cool. I'm so into this. It was, uh, it was 
so fun to watch the first few times I watched it. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite way to watch a game. Sure. Like, because well, I don't love the game as much. So I was like, oh, I'm just watching these dudes. Right. And then following I, along a little bit. I'm, I'm a sucker for watching a regular NFL broadcast. Like, mm-hmm. I, like a, well, I love Red Zone, but Jim the, Nance, Tony Romo, the regular broadcast, Joe Buck, yes. Troy Aikman. Like, the same thing with the, with the Natty uh, two days ago. I'm watching. Fowler and Herb Street. Oh, I'm not yeah. going to watch the coaches. Oh, room. in college, I'm not watching Jimbo Fisher doing right. that. Thing. Like that's that gives. Like when they first did that four or five years ago, I watched it for a couple of minutes just to see what it was about, mm. and I immediately switched back to the game because it's just to me that's not how I want to consume it. Um, I thought the Mannings were hilarious. Mm. I thought it was really funny, and I really enjoyed it because I don't like the Monday Night Football announcers, mm. but. At the end of the day, I still wasn't choosing to watch it. Yeah, Bill Cower was the first guest. He was he was fine. He was good. I mean, Roethlisberger, he was he was a great guest. The guests have been hit or miss. Some of them were like not helpful at all. Yeah, the second guest was Roger Goodell, which was whatever. You know, probably <laughs> he 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 makes you tell him the questions before. Right, right. The third guest was Snoop Dogg, and it was terrible. <laughs> um, however, he did gift a. It was Eli's birthday, and he did gift a death row gold chain to Eli Manning, who is supposed to be wearing it on the Manning cast for the Monday night football playoff game. Oh, they're doing a Manning cast for that? That's <clears> cool. They are, yeah, because ESPN got a Monday night football playoff game. And so I will check to see if he wears that gold death row chain. Which, by the way, is awesome. Yes. If you're going to do six games, putting one on Monday night as a little like extra up, Excellent. love it. Excellent. Absolutely love it. Uh, and then the fourth guest was Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Uh, who, uh, it was funny, he was like, Peyton was like trolling him and like, you know, trying to win more MVPs. And he was like, yeah, do you think you could ever get five? I don't think anybody's ever won five. And Aaron Rodgers goes, yeah, I don't think anybody has won five. And Eli's like, yeah, somebody's won five. (laughs) And Peyton's like, oh, right, right. That's me. (laughs) Uh, So it was all right. But Major League Baseball is going to try to take the same page out of that and try to do something fun with that. Uh, I'm curious on your opinions on this, Mike, because it hits close to home. Because, I I mean, I know some of one guy, and I know a lot of another guy, uh, but it is Michael Kay. And Alex Rodriguez. Yes. Well, they also changed the main broadcast. And then as the well. main broadcast will be um, Carl, Carl Ravage. Ravage, and I love Ravi to death, uh, with David Cohn and, Eduardo, and Perez. Eduardo Perez. I wish it was just David Cohn, but that's just me. I don't love Perez half the time. Uh, so that'll be interesting. I love to see David Cohn on that um, because I've always been a big fan of him. So um, David Cohn currently is a yes analyst mm-hmm. for the Yankees, yes network. Um, the main group on that is Michael Kay, Paul O'Neill, and David Cohn. That's the TV side of yes. That, that is the main TV pairing for games. When, John Flaherty, the former catcher, sometimes does games. Uh, there's a couple others that rotate in and out, but those two are the main two that go with Michael Kay. The when three you, of them are amazing. When players. you watch a Yankee game on television in the New York market, you get Michael Kay. Yes, and the three of them together have a fantastic rapport. Paul O'Neill's really funny. See ya. Uh, David Cohn is really, really smart. And they've got a good kind of banter back and forth. And they both played on the same teams together right, right. in the 90s and the early 1000s. So they have a lot of stories they can bring up about them. Um, they're fantastic together. I don't 
know if these things are going to affect those broadcasts. I hope David Cohn still stays the Yankees analyst, but just does Sunday night games himself. That's what I think it'll be. Um, but I guess we'll find out. It's kind. Of, I, I think it's going to be kind of like, remember when John Miller was doing Sunday night baseball? He was still doing Giants games. True. Dan Schulman's the same way. Still does Blue Jays games. But just when maybe it's, they won't do the Sunday game. Yeah, but when, but if the Blue Jays are playing on Sunday, Schulman's like, oh, I'm in Texas. Um, so for the actual regular broadcast, I think that's good. David Cohn is fantastic. You and will, I and I love Ravi. You will learn so much from David Cohn, and I think it, anything will be better than Vaskersian and whoever they've had in their last yeah. few years with Mendoza or A-Rod or whoever else. It's been yeah. it's been rough. And Buster on the sidelines. Yes. Or uh, Kirkshin. In terms of for the side broadcast, I'm very nervous about that being actually any good. Yeah, because cause, cause what, what interests me about it is baseball, we were kind of talking about this in the break off the air. Baseball can be such a leisurely sport. You know, for for us as a consumer. So I wonder to where football seems like, oh, my God, like there are times when you watch the Mannings that they're talking and then a play starts and they both stop and it's just kind of quiet and they watch it. And that can be a little clunky Mm -hmm. to where baseball. I wonder if that kind of more laissez faire might work well. Now, the concept might work well, but I but you're right. Who knows if Michael Kay and Alex are the right people? Well, First of all, I don't think Alex Rodriguez is the right person for that kind of a broadcast. Mm-hmm. He takes himself way too seriously. And I think the whole point of doing that side broadcast, if they're trying to recapture the magic of the Manning cast, is that neither of them takes themselves seriously. Right. They're both a bunch of doofs. Yeah. And like Eli is intentionally a doof. <laughs> yeah. And Peyton, they, he like makes fun of Peyton and Peyton is serious, mm-hmm. but he's got these little quick. A-Rod's not funny. Like A-Rod is a stiff. And he thinks he's funny, which he is the thinks worst he's part. Funny. Michael K has the thinnest skin of any person I've ever seen working in sports media. Like I follow him on Twitter because I'm a Yankees fan. I mean, he will go after anybody who talks smack to him. Like he cannot, he cannot let it go to a point where it's like embarrassing. So is he funny? Sometimes, you know, I think with him and Paul O'Neill and David Cohn, they have a good rapport. He can be funny. Mm -hmm. I don't see how this is going to work. I don't see it. Uh, I mean, and the other problem too, people who aren't Yankee fans don't like Michael K. Like, yeah. He's got a really unique voice. That's not a good broadcaster voice and not even Yankee fans like Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> right. So it's for Yankee fans. It's like, Oh, uh, we love Michael K. Like he, he's our broadcaster. We love him. But like, I don't think that's going to fly on the national audience. I think it's cool. They're trying to do something like that. You know, the secondary broadcast could be fun if done the right way. I don't think that pairing is the right way. I could be wrong. I would love for it to be wrong, but I don't I I don't see it. Uh I'd love to hear your combos. 503-250-1080. I love this one. Should have been Big Poppy and Pedro. Now you are totally right. They work for TBS. Um they've got that uh inside the NBA mm-hmm. sort of thing going on with Pedro and Especially Poppy Pedro, and, yeah. and Jimmy Rollins and uh who who hosts that? Uh that would be Well Ernie does sometimes. Ernie does some of it and then I think it was um it's a former ESPN guy. I thought Brian Anderson did it, but no, he's the Brewers guy now, isn't he? I don't know. I don't. I don't remember who hosts. Yeah. Any, anyway, Poppy and Pedro, Jose Canseco, and Lenny Dykstra. Well, I mean, like I'm you trying to party. People get drunk and angry. <laughs> trying yeah. to party. Like, let's go. Uh, I, I'm color me intrigued. I don't know how much I'll watch this. The only thing I learned from watching the Manning cast is a lot of the screen is those two guys with the game on the bottom corner. Hard to and, watch the game. And I wish it was flipped if it's baseball i hope it's flipped 
that I can still watch the game and see the pitches and then listen to those guys talk. I'm going to give it a shot. Well, I mean, I, I would imagine that unless they're really just trying to carbon copy the Manning cast, why do we need to see Michael Caine, Rod? Right. Just have them be doing an alternative broadcast unless they're like in a room together with props. And Michael K is not a visual guy that we know what he looks like. No. To where Eli and Peyton are. Like right. we know the Mannings. Right. You don't need to know what Michael K looks like. But he has Alex, a bigger head than I do, and that's saying something. Alex would like you to know what he looks like, though. Yes. He likes to kiss himself in the mirror and take <laughs> his shirt like off. In and... his contract, you must have me on screen at all yeah. times. Do you see the text line? Can we get Canseco and Lenny Dykstra? Yeah, I said that <laughs> five minutes ago. That. Welcome to the show, right. Joe. Sorry. Try to get fair or foul. <laughs> Put it together and just, just tune in here. But yes, I'm down for it. Let's get Canseco and Dykstra right away, please. Yeah, totally, totally. Let's just party. Like, Sprinkles they, like, and Pete Rose. How many drinking games could you create with Jose Canseco and Lenny Dykstra? Can you imagine those two yelling at each other? Well, your steroids weren't as cool as my steroids. <laughs> Sorry, I just watched Four Nights in Queens. Yeah. Once upon a time in Queens and... Lenny Dykstra has been arrested for possession of steroids like 30 times. It's interesting. This guy says Michael K is the worst announcer in baseball. This will be a train wreck. Is he the worst announcer in baseball, you think? Um, well, I don't watch, you know, I don't well, like what I don't watch you, enough. How would you know that? Uh, it's probably one of those things that you've just uh, I mean, K has been shoved down your throat from like highlights and probably Yankees winning over the years and stuff. Often you the know. MLB network uh, game. You know, and well, like, that's John Sterling, oh, sorry, but. that's John Sterling, but like, see ya. Yeah, that might like be that. also like MLB Network games that are Yankee games almost always is the Yankees broadcast, right? So you hear a lot of Michael, Kane yeah, you might just be over with it. it, yeah, especially if you're not a Yankee fan, you're just right. like, oh, this guy again, yeah, he's no Tom Hamilton, isn't that kind of funny though? Like, it doesn't matter, I'm sure they're you know, this guy who's a Yankee fan says he doesn't like Michael K that much, but it doesn't matter how bad the broadcaster is. If it's your team and they've been doing it for a while, you kind of like them. Yeah, you're just used to it. Well, it, even more than used to it, like, I kind of like John Sterling. I know John Sterling kind of sucks at this point. He's old. He can't follow the game as well. But I like listening to him on the radio. He's There are probably 25 better radio broadcasters in baseball right now, yet I still prefer him because, well, it's John Sterling. I've been listening to Tom Hamilton for the better part of a decade. More than a decade, and I'm way into that. Yeah. But he's great. Like, I don't think anybody's saying Tom Hamilton's bad. Yeah, I mean, I don't... Rick I don't, Riz, Dave Niehaus, like, I love those dudes. And I'm not even a Mariner fan, but I had to listen know, to them forever. I don't like Rick Riz, personally. But, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. It's not my style. Oh, I don't like the guy that fills in for him for a couple innings. I don't like... Well, if we're talking Mariners, um, I don't like Dave Sims. Oh, oh no, 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 I'm over God. Dave Sims. I like his hat collection, but I don't love him. I do not like Dave Sims. Yeah. All right, so we'll see how that goes. We'll check back in. John Rocker, Kurt Schilling. Mm, what's up, dude? <laughs> what? Do you just guys want to see you just fights? Want to get some alt-right going here or you what? just really want to see some uh, fights. <laughs> uh, when we come back, let's uh, get you updated. The Hall of Fame ballot is out as well. We'll run through that real quickly, and then we got fair or foul as well. Hot Corner, 10 the Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Date 18 here on The Fan, Portland Sports Leader. Don't you forget it. That is DJ Fishsticks on the mic over there. Or the ones and twos, whatever you want to say. 
Uh, Hall of Fame ballot is out, has been out, but we've been out, so it's time to update. Um, boy, it's so funny. I'm on baseball reference, and one through 30, all of these people, I vividly remember playing baseball. <laughs> Does that make you feel old? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, baby, oh, yeah. Guys in their last year, I'm like, I vividly remember majority of your career. Um, where do you want to start, new guys or old guys? Uh, let's throw the new guys in. Let's huh? throw the new guys. Well, this is what's going to be really interesting. Because of all the new guys, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 13 new guys. None of them are Hall of Famers except for two. And, and neither of them are going to – well. And the two happen to be probably some of the most controversial choices you could pick. Yes. Being who we've already talked about. Mr. Alex Rodriguez. And someone else we've already talked about. David Ortiz. Correct. Uh, one of which has avoided the steroid stain, even though he has been tied to it. The other who has been smeared seven million times, all at his own fault, uh, by the steroid stain. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, the Hall of Fame metric, Alex Rodriguez is by far and away the highest number higher for the than, Hall of Fame metric. Higher than Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, by the way. Higher than both of them by by a lot. Um, Bonds is a 340. Clemens is a 332. A-Rod a 390. Yep. 390. David Ortiz equal with Kurt Schilling. 171. Isn't that interesting how that Hall of Fame metric works? Very interesting. Well, it just shows playing in the field means something. Uh, Well, Edgar Martinez getting in is going to certainly shove that door open for Mr. Ortiz. Sure, that that broke the bank on that. And so we'll see how it goes. I mean, like, let's not beat around the bush here. I mean, talking new guys, old guys, that's not the point. The the point is, is, is this our steroid year? Because Bonds and Clemens are on the ballot for the last time. Often often what I have talked about is if you're going to do it, do it this year because A-Rod's on the ballot. Just put them in, put all of them in, and let's move on. A-Rod, Ortiz, Bonds, and Clemens. Yeah. Um, Interesting. From what we've been seeing, you know, the, the guy on Twitter who does the tracking of the ballots mm-hmm. that people send to him. What's his name? Like something Thibodeau or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Mr. Tibbs. Something like that. Um Apparently, the numbers for Bonds, Clemens, and Schilling are all actually a little bit lower than they were at this point last year. So it does not seem likely. Yeah, and what's interesting to me, <clears throat> I mean, if I if I had a vote, Mike, if you had a vote, who are you voting for? I mean, I, I, I've talked about this, and I've changed my view on it over the last few years. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Alex Rodriguez, steroids are not we're going to be Hall of Famers. Sure. So my opinion is put them in, put a special, you know, put them in a special spot in the hall. By special, I mean rejected spot of the hall. You don't even have to say steroids. They're just all connected together. Yeah, there's like. Can Jeff Bagwell be in there with them and Mike Piazza? (laughs) Uh, Maybe. But, you know, just make it known that they were tied to steroids, although only one of them actually ever admitted to using steroids. And put them in like they're they're part of the history of the game, sure. and it's not like the Brady Andersons of the world who were not anywhere near it and then were really good after taking steroids. Ken Caminiti, Juan Gonzalez, yeah, who Pudge Rodriguez is in the hall. Can he be with them too? He could. 
Um, I mean, these guys were the best of the best before they started, you know, allegedly using, not, not allegedly, allegedly for the year they started using it. We, we're not really sure when they started, but we can guess for, for both of them. Um, A-Rod may have been using it his entire career. We don't actually I mean, know. there are rumors he was using it in high school. Right. But it's like, these were some of the best players <clears throat> we ever saw. So put them in, put an asterisk on it, put it in a, in a certain section of the, of the wing that says, you know, these guys, you know, had ties to steroids, but they were still the greatest that played in that generation. And let's just move on. Because here's here's what I want more than anything, is I want this conversation to go away. Yeah. I'm tired of it. So if they don't make the Hall of Fame, it's not going away. Right. We still talk, I mean, we still talk about Pete and Shoeless to this day. So if you just put them in, I almost feel like that erases that. It's like they're in. It, the decision's been <clears throat> made. Maybe you don't let them do a speech. I don't know. I, you know, you figure that out later. That's kind of what I would do. Um, I'm not voting for Kurt Schilling into the Hall of Fame. I don't. I don't think I said I was last year. Um, and then beyond that, I don't know. I love Todd Helton. I always watched Todd Helton and thought he was a Hall of Famer, so I'd probably vote for him. Mm-hmm. What is that? One, two, three, four votes. Um, that'd probably be it. I might throw one in there for uh, for a Roland as well, just for how great of a fielder he was. But Roland's one of those guys too. Where I'm like, eh. Yeah, if if I stick to my guns, <clears throat> if I stick to my guns where I'm not going to give these guys their free pass, uh, I'd vote for Kurt Schilling, Scott Rowland, Omar Vizquel, Todd Helton, and that's it. So, you're, yeah. I would put in Schilling, Rowland, Vizquel, Helton. Those guys are absolutely fantastic. If I'm going to go away from that and we're going to do this a steroid year, then well, sure. I didn't even see put Manny in there too. Then yeah, I would go David, David Ortiz, Alex Rodriguez, Sammy Sosa, Manny Ramirez, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens. Yeah, just uh, Sheffield was clearly on the juice, but not good enough for me. Uh, Manny Ramirez has the fourth best metric on this list. Yeah, behind Bonds, Clemens, and A Rod. Manny Ramirez is one of the best pure hitters I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, Manny gets laughed at for being lazy, which he was. Pop for steroids multiple times, which he was. Uh, but there was something about that swing, and boy, was he clutch. Uh, Manny Ramirez is... And he had fun. Lou Gehrig to David Ortiz's Babe Ruth. David Ortiz is who he is because people had to pitch to him because they didn't want to pitch to Manny Ramirez. Mm-hmm. Manny Ramirez and Albert Pujols are probably two of the most pure hitters I've ever seen Post Tony Gwynn. I, I would, by the way, I, I didn't look far enough down the list. I would also put Manny in. If I'm doing the full steroid year, which I'm committed to, I'm going to put Manny in too, obviously. Yeah, Manny's a bona fide. I mean, sure, he's a character. <laughs> I feel like Sammy Sosa is the opposite of what I'm talking about, though. I don't think Sosa without the steroids and cork bats is that good. Right, but 600 home runs is a whole lot, buddy. Oh, I know. I'm just, I'm saying is my little internal compass for this mm-hmm. is did the steroids make you a great player or were you already a great player who was made greater because of the steroids that's not the case for Sammy Sosa then that's then in my opinion that's the case for David Ortiz then you wouldn't vote for David Ortiz I suppose I don't think he was great until he was on the juice well he definitely wasn't great in Minnesota yeah and his early years in Boston he wasn't great either it wasn't until I don't know David Ortiz, Hall of Fame metric, 171. Todd Helton has a better one. Same as Kurt Schilling. Same as Kurt Schilling. 
You know, you know. I'm going to be Schilling very guy. curious to see. I'm not a Kurt Schilling guy. I'm going to be very curious to see how Ortiz does in this first ballot. Mm-hmm. Because God, he's just so loved. Well, he's a DH. And he's on TV. But he's a DH. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the metrics say he's borderline. Sure. So how but much? But he's a good-looking dude. And he was tied to steroids. He's a good-looking dude. So Boston those, strong. World so Series. Are, clutch hitting. But those are three against him. Right. And then you've got the all the we all love Big Poppy and all that kind right. of stuff for him. What he do you think? Shot he, in the Dominican. That he did. What do you think? He's going to get like, is he a first <clears throat> ballot? Yeah, I bet you they put David Ortiz in. First ballot? Yeah, I do. Boy. Boy. Yeah. If they do that, the, what they, the hypocrisy knows no bounds. What? They did it to Pudge Rodriguez. They did it to Yvonne Rodriguez. He went in and everybody was like, yeah, we love this guy. Jeff Bagwell? Yeah, we love this guy. I guess that's true. They love Pudge Rodriguez. Well, you're telling me all those dudes so in Texas, like a- all those dudes in Texas were all on steroids except for the, one of the greatest catchers of all time? No, Pass. Of course not. Pass. I mean, hasn't Pudge been, like, tied to the one who, like, gave it to A-Rod yeah. in Texas or something? Yeah. Yeah. Him and Palmero and Juan Gonzalez. All those guys the were all team. together, man. All juicing. Yeah. That is weird. Like, the lines that the voters draw of right. what is deemed acceptable or not. Because Paul Merrill Jeff Bagwell lied. was so obviously so on juiced. So juiced. Did you see those biceps? He was so juiced he had to squat at the plate. <laughs> like that's how much steroids were in his body. I'm trying to think of like how that logically makes sense. <laughs> I don't it doesn't, but it makes sense in my head. It, it Just weighs not him down so more naturally he's yeah. comfortable that he's low. Like, oh man, dude, I can't extend, otherwise I can't reach it. He's always constipated, so yeah. he wants to squat to like lower the lower the bowel movement a little bit down his colon. It's gonna be really interesting. Um if Ortiz doesn't make it, do you think it'll be like sixty eight percent? Or do you think it'll be like forty percent? Of the votes. I think if Ortiz doesn't make it, it'll be it'll be close to 70%. Okay. I just think he's loved around the league, and I think he was good to the media, and he was tied. But remember, nobody ever asked him about it. They banged on Alex's door for a decade about this, and no one ever said anything to Poppy about it. They let him go. That I feel the media... Because he played his cards right. Palmero lied to Congress. That blew him up. Bonds has always been a jerk to everybody. That blew him up. Kurt Schilling's a Hall of Famer, but because he's an alt-right, you know, crazy stock trading dude, they don't like him. But Kurt Schilling is a Hall of Famer. And, but when you're nice and happy and polite to the voters, they that gives you love. Ortiz is going to go in. I'll bet you, I'll bet you the Hall of Fame this year is... David Ortiz and Todd Helton. No, I'll bet you it's David Ortiz by himself. I mean, if you, yeah, if I had a, if I had to put a bet on it, that's what I would say. I would bet David Ortiz by himself. Yep. That would be my bet. There's Jeter no way, last year, Ortiz no this year. Yeah. Baseball in the two thousands. There's no way Helton goes from 44% to in, which is so dumb because he should, by the way, I, I did also see- Omar Vizquel should be a hall of famer. He also has his own issues that he's causing him one, to wait. He is the greatest defensive shortstop in the history of baseball behind Alex Rodriguez. Ooh. Alex Rodriguez is the greatest shortstop of all time. Smith? I'll take Alex Rodriguez. I'll take the guy six inches taller than him well, with was, 500 more home runs. I'm ignoring A-Rod. I was Vizquel or Ozzie Smith, I'm thinking. Uh, I would take Vizquel, honestly. Ozzie's a better hitter. Ozzie's a better complete player. Ozzie was flashier, which is why mm-hmm. I, I think of him first. And he's any better offensively. Um, I did see something else before we get to fair foul was 
so Kenny Lofton came out and said, I don't think I got a fair shake. I would agree with that. Because Kenny Lofton, because Kenny Lofton didn't get 5% of the vote last year, which means he's forever off the ballot. Mm-hmm. And I saw an article, and it was from one of the big like three guys, I think it was from Rosenthal, where he said, we should start considering upping the percentage of vote you need to get kicked off, or lowering the percentage of vote to get kicked off. Because Kenny Lofton, probably not a Hall of Famer, definitely not a Hall of Famer, but less than 5% of the vote? That's weird. Yeah, when you're looking at the greatest leadoff hitters of all time and you go through generations, you hit the late 80s, early 90s, and obviously you've got Ricky, okay? And then you hit the early 2000s into the early 2010s, and that's Ichiro. Who's in the middle? That's Kenny Lofton. In the mid-90s? In the mid mid to late 90s. Yeah. It's Ricky Henderson, Kenny Lofton, Ichiro. That's your ideal leadoff hitter. Who was and, leading, before, and before Ricky, it was Pete Rose. Who was leading off for those Braves teams in the 90s? Um, that's a good question. I will look it up in the break. When we come back, it is fair or foul, but first... My man Joe with sports. Is it fair? Oh my That's goodness. A fair ball. Or is it foul? Well, he thought it was foul, I think. A knowledge test for Patrick and Mike to see how well they know the big leagues. Mathematics and strange symbols now, as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. The OBP and the SLG and the ISO and the you name it. And what our distinguished hosts think about the stories that popped up around the big leagues. Peralta knocks it into center. David tonight, two for two, a leadoff single here in the fourth. And nobody noticed. This is Fair or Foul on the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. All right, this is Fair or Foul. We do this every single week at the bottom of the second hour. Without further ado, Joseph Fisher, the third. It's good to be back, boys. It is nice. It's good to see your face, Joe. Good to see yours. Your healthy face. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I am healthy. Uh, were you like, um, what was the worst symptoms? Were you like, Diarrhea? What, how bad was it for you? Uh, you know, I had some diarrhea. Clutched early. around the porcelain throne for hours on end. I had some diarrhea early on, which I guess is a symptom of early on Omicron. Uh, but for three days, it felt like there was an ice pick directly between my eyes. Oh my crap! And um, like headache pain? Yeah, yeah. It's like you woke up feeling extremely hungover. And it just felt awful. And like I said, I took the garbage out and came back in and had to sit down for 30 minutes. It was just, it was this feeling. And it got to a point during isolation that there was one moment where if you've ever, not that I have ever done this, eaten like mushrooms or psychedelic stuff, you'll get to a point in the come down where you're like, I'm never going to feel normal again. And you start freaking yourself out. It felt a little bit like, like day five, day six. I was like, I don't remember what it feels like to be normal. Yeah. And... So I was worried about that. Yeah, my, for my girlfriend, from what she told me, it was the body aches. She she couldn't stand without excruciating pain. Oh, I didn't have that. She tried to shower one day, and she said she had to, like, get out quickly and go lay in bed because it hurt so bad. Um, I did play about 35 hours of Skyrim, though. There you go. Yeah. Fitting. Yeah. And that uh, description was very detailed, Patrick, to where, yes, I believe you, that you've never experienced uh, what you were talking about, that mushroom uh, <laughs> thing before. Yeah, it doesn't sound familiar at all. No, no, definitely not. I just want to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I played a lot of Assassin's Creed during my mini quarantine waiting for Mike's test results. <laughs> Damn it, Mike. So, and I'm uh, playing Mass Effect for the first time. So I guess thank oh, you Oh, are those the ones I gave you? Uh, no, I, I wound up buying the... 
because they re remastered. Oh them. yeah, yeah, good I call. Got, good I got call. the remastered edition. All right, we had a retirement today, as mentioned in the sports update. John Lester, um, who I saw pitch uh, pretty shortly after his bout with cancer up in Seattle mm-hmm. back in two thousand five. Yeah, Tacoma boy. Two thousand six. I went to college with a girl who was cousins with him. Uh, but John Lester, as mentioned uh, in this show, very good in the postseason. But was he so good that fair or foul? John Lester has the lowest postseason ERA for a pitcher with at least 15 starts. With at least 15 starts. Oh, my God. God that's a lot. And you got to think back like. The greatest postseason pitcher of all time is Bob Gibson. I'm not going to hear anything differently. But Bob Gibson, because if you won the National League, you went to the World Series. There was no rounds of playoffs. Uh, and Koufax is the same way. I mean, how many starts did Mad Bum have? I mean, Madison Bumgarner, it's really only two World Series runs. Mm-hmm. And maybe four or five each. Maybe he got to 15 possible i would imagine he has his era is lower than lester's in the postseason don't know if he has up to 15 starts though i mean yankee pitchers pettit would probably have 15 starts pettit, clemens cone mm-hmm. el duque honestly might have enough starts musina in the later years once he became a yankee yeah i don't think he played in enough games though because they didn't have as many runs when he was there right i mean el duque that'd be a, a real like Dude, he probably started, probably started 15 games. Probably, yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say the odds are against Lester. I'm going to say foul. And I'm going to guess Mad Bum. I'm also going to say foul, and I'm going to guess Andy Pettit. No. I'm going to say foul, and I'm going to guess Kurt Schilling. Ooh. It is foul. He is second all time with at least 15 starts with his uh, 251 ERA and the most or the lowest all time is Kurt Schilling with a yes. 2.23 ERA very nice boom good pull good pull <clears throat> yeah i mean how many how many i mean remember Kurt Schilling threw in the 91 world series <laughs> with the phillies right yeah, yeah. Threw in the ni- or the ni- 1990 World Series, Diamondbacks, and, and then Red also Sox. threw in '97 and in '04 and in '07 and in '01 and in '01. No, they didn't go to the World Series. Oh yeah, yeah. That oh sorry, '97 was incorrect. I meant '01. Okay. Yeah. So the guy's thrown in four World Series. I yeah. Nice. Three games each. Nice. Go P Diddy. All right, uh, and uh, going with a- another retirement here. Kyle Seeger. I don't know if we've had a show since that was right, announced. Oh, brother yeah, man. R.I.P. Right. brother man. That's right. Wanted he you had, to play next to your brother, but Texas wasn't calling. Yeah, he had a pretty awesome season last year, if you don't look at his average. Uh, 35 home runs, 101 RBIs, both career highs for him. And he hit, like, what, 210? <laughs> yeah, 212. 212, wow. 212, yeah. Um, so, fair or foul, Kyle Seeger should not have retired. I'll start on this. Fair. I, I think there was some service for him because his defense at third base was still good. Um, I I pined on this show that I wanted him to come back to the Mariners for veteran presence and defensive skills. And I think he I think there is a place for Kyle Seeger in the 2022 season. I imagine 
he probably decided I made money and don't want to do that. So he walked away. But I don't be shocked if late in 2022, someone snags Kyle Seeger out of retirement. Yeah, I would say I would say fair as well. He still had plenty left in the tank to help mm-hmm. the team. I mean, average or not, 30 plus homers, 100 plus RBIs. You can you can do that for a couple more years. Yeah. How old is he? 32, 33. Like he's not that old, right? Right. He still had years left. So 34, 34. Yeah, he could have played for like two or three more years. Um, I wonder how much of it was like almost like baseball heartbreak with the Mariners not bringing him back. Yeah, like not, that, that's not bringing what I him think. back for like and a one year deal just to be there as the team gets better and maybe pushes into a playoff spot next year. Right. He's going to go into the Mariner Hall of Fame, Mariner's entire career. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure that it would it would tug on my heartstrings. If I were Kyle Seeger and I went to the Mariners and I said, I would even play hardball. You know, hey, all these guys want me to play, but I only want to play for you. And they're like, we're not going to bring you back. I would retire. That's what I would do. I I, think I probably would. I'm the loyalty guy. Like, if I'm Chris Bryant, I am so effing mad that the Cubs don't want me to be their franchise player for the rest of their life, that I I, I might be so pissed I'd walk away. I mean, Rizzo was as, was mad about it, Exactly. Too. You I know, mean, he was like, there longer, but I, still. I love that loyalty aspect, and maybe Seager was the same way with that. Moving on to the Hall of Fame ballot. We're talking about it uh, in the last segment, the Ortiz, and how he might be really the only guy that gets in. With uh, this year's class, fair or foul, more than half of the players on the ballot have a better uh, B war than. I have it up, so I won't look at it. What is a B war? Baseball reference war. Oh, their specific war? Yes, because there's also like fan graphs war as well. More than half, and that includes the newcomers and the people left on it? More than half, yes. I mean, I saw his metric. Yeah, but that's not the same. Right, right, right. The B War. Dude, Alex Rodriguez. Just Alex Rodriguez's B War is like insane. Well, I, I was looking at whatever the war was next so to that metric. So is Bonds. Uh, A Rod was worse in war than both Bonds and Clemens. Yeah, I did see that. I don't know if that's the baseball reference war or just another one, but um, I'll say fair. I, I'm not really sure what DHing did to that, but he probably didn't get any extra points for that. Like was, I don't know where war lands on DH. You know? I would imagine it does punish them for not fielding, right? Sure. Well, your win above replacement, so your replacement would be a DH. Yeah. Well, I guess that's true. But DH is, in theory, put up better numbers. That's why we have DH. I would say fair. It's probably over half, yeah. Over I mean, half have, have a better B war yeah. than Ortiz? Uh, for contrarian, I'll say foul. Um, just because... I mean, Ortiz is going to go down as, in theory, the greatest DH of all time, even though the answer is Edgar. Um, I'll say foul for contrarian reasons. 30 people on the ballot? Yeah. You can either say it's a fair or a push because there's 15 exactly that have yeah. more. So. I'll, I'll say that's fair. I'll say that's fair. That's better than I thought. You know, because the reality is, is, yeah, you're right, Mike. Like, without fielding and stuff, it's tough to say. And big, I don't really and, know what and, goes into the formula and, fully. And clutch hits aren't factored into war. Because no. war is just a numbers game. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, 
the leverage of the situation. Yeah, like Mike Trout has the greatest war of all time because it doesn't count in the playoffs. And uh, just one more quick one with all the BS that's happened basically since the lockout. I mean, the lockout happening, Ken Rosenthal getting booted for doing his job. Uh, I feel like one little storyline has kind of gone under the radar. Uh, fair or foul? Are we just not going to talk about how the league used different baseballs throughout the season last year at random times when they feel like it? I didn't see this. Uh, yeah, yeah. It came out that there was like a shortage in labor and supply chain. And so they had to outsource the balls. And so they were different. And... I mean, fair Major League Baseball are a bunch of tool bags that can't get out of their own way. And when these things show up, they tell the truth that makes them look worse. I mean, was were they like drastically different? Yeah, they flew. Oh, yeah, they fly, baby. So they they started with the the ball that made made for less homers. Yep. And then went back to the ball that gave home runs. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Baseball, baby. Look, it is unbelievable. How quickly the Manfred love story deteriorated to pure hatred. Oh, dude. It, I'm For like his first two years, everyone was like, he's better than Selig. Finally. Look at, look at how open-minded he is. And now it's like, he's An worse. Adult at the table. He's worse than Bud Selig. Yeah. Corey. You thrilled? Yeah. 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 Throughout the postseason. Fair. Rob Manfred and baseball are a bunch of idiots. That was it. And Mike, I can't believe you didn't hear about that. Again, maybe I just was overblowing it out of proportion. I no, mean, I just no. that's that's something that, that I missed. I didn't see it. Yeah. Well, that is fair or foul. We'll be back next week for that at 830 as we always do. When we come back, we'll wrap this bad boy up. This is the hot corner, Portland Sports Leader, 10 the fan. This is the hot corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 the fan. All right, this will pretty much do it for us. We'll be back next week as we are always now. We're back. And uh, there is a Wednesday in February. I won't be here. Early February. I got to run to Bend for a little work trip. Just an FYI. I love springing this on you boys live. Because then you can't get mad because people are listening. I mean, mad. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> you can take a week off. It's fine. Yeah. We'll, we'll hold the fort down. Yeah. We, we've all... Joe's missed shows. I've missed shows. It's I mean, all good. I man. am pretty pissed, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> don't speak for me, Mike. It is, it is quite nice. Uh, it is quite nice to be back. Please and uh, I feel less rusty as we're two hours into this. Yeah, we're in the last, like, two minutes of the show, and you feel I, rest, less and rusty. I That's think good. it's because I just love you guys so much. <laughs> you like me. You really like me. I do like you guys. Um, I've become good friends with everybody here at the station um, but there's something about the three of us in a room that makes me feel good um i've been watching uh the book of boba fett just want to throw that out there i think the show is fantastic i saw the new episode last night at midnight when it dropped it was my least favorite of the ones that have come out what are we i think at, so like far so three good. three i've only seen the first one i, I want to so start far, so good i want to start watching that uh my son threw out the idea of it i just feel like and he he gave me pretty good perspective, an eight-year-old. I was like, man, I don't know. It's, it's not going to be as good as The Mandalorian. He's like, well, no, The Mandalorian's like one of the best shows ever. But he's like, it will still be nice to watch. I'm like, I wouldn't go that far, but. You know what? Great attitude there. That is a great attitude. I love Medium Joe. He's my favorite. 
As an eight-year-old, that's a lot of perspective for an eight-year-old. I know. like, And I'm not even like making that up for the clicks, you know? It's just yeah. like he was like, well, no, obviously Mandalorian's going to be better. I'm just wondering if the the actor of Boba Fett, can he hold his own for a whole like series? So far, I've enjoyed it. <clears throat> We're almost halfway through. So far, I think he pulls it off. I, I hope it's only one season, and then we call it. I don't think we need more of this. Well, isn't there the Han Solo show coming out, or... Obi-Wan the Kenobi. Obi-Wan show, yeah. I'll take years and seasons and decades of that. <laughs> like I will take as much of that as possible. The next, uh, the next Star Trek? Well, because Obi-Wan Kenobi is my all-time favorite Star Wars character. It's not even close. He's the greatest Jedi ever. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very funny because uh, my girlfriend is a massive Star Wars fan. And I know you are a massive Star Wars Has fan. Has she seen all three episodes? No, she's not watch- a massive fan. Well, she's watching it with me. Sorry. So- and she's not a massive fan because I would make you watch it or I would have already watched it and you can watch it later. I mean, she's waiting for me. That's the nice yep. thing. That's nice of her. Not a diehard. <laughs> um, I-, I like Star Wars a lot. I'm not a massive Star Wars fan. I think that both The Mandalorian and at least the first episode of Boba Fett, they're good. They're good stuff. Like, it's fun, interesting, like, exciting action stuff. But boy, is like the, is it deep? No. Star Wars has never been deep. Well, exactly. Like, greatest show of all time. Like, no. It's it's just like good little, like, 60-minute pockets of entertainment. You know, it's 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 fun. That's Star Wars, baby. It's like Marvel. It's like, it's fun. Does it make sense all the time? Absolutely not. I but think is Star Wars is deeper than Marvel. Marvel's pretty surface. I mean, I'd say they're both pretty much on and the same Mike, level. the producers of the shows and the Star Wars creators, they say... This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Does it this need to be way. deep? Does it have to have a lot of no philosophical meanings? And of course not. It's just got good action to it. And this is the way. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for us. For Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher, I'm Patrick Harris. Uh, we'll see you next week. Go do something I would do. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.